It's the Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, je m'appelle Simon Marcel. Welcome to the Rendezvous. Before I get to your calls, I want to ask you a question. What do you think is the most romantic thing you ever said in your life? So for me, it started when I was 13 on that bench of the Jardin du Luxembourg, the Garden of Luxembourg in Paris, to my super first girlfriend, sweetheart, Christabelle, when I said, je t'aime, ma Christabelle. I love you, ma Christabelle. And then she said, je t'aime aussi, mon Simon. Because in French, we use the my a lot. And so the first time in my life, besides saying I love you to a family member, my mom, you said, you said for the first time, romantically, Je t'aime. Unforgettable. I don't know what's yours, so I'm going to ask you the same question on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. You calls and new questions are next. If you have a question about your relationship, call me, please. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Wendy. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Wendy. What's going on? Um. Okay, so I just have a quick question. Um. I've been out on two dates with this guy and both times he's brought his brother with him. Really? Yeah. And I think that's weird, but he's really cute. And I don't know whether I should, he asked me out again. And I don't know whether I should go out with him again. I see. Uh, just, I'm curious because why would he bring his brother twice? I mean, it was that, were there other people? Was it a, what's the background of that? So the first day, um, we were going to go to a comedy show and then last minute he was like, Oh, my brother's coming in from out of town. Can we make it like a group thing? And so I went with him and my roommate and then second date, we were just supposed to go to a movie together. And then he asked if his brother could come. Okay. After I already said yes. How did that make you feel? I mean, the, twice instead of what's supposed to be on a date, one on one ends up with a third wheel, the brother. I mean, how does that made you feel? I feel like he'd rather date his brother than me. <laughs> I wouldn't say date, but maybe he'd rather have the company of his brother than yours. That, that's, I would say the same thing. And so now you're wondering, because you said he's very cute, you're wondering if, if you should go out with him again? Yeah, no, I really I like him and we get along really well. I just I don't know if I can get past this. Like, I don't know. Well, if you go out on a date with him again, the brother's not going to be there, right? But hopefully. Uh, hopefully. Well, I would, I would give him a chance. I would say, listen, who knows why, you know, at the beginning. Maybe the guy was too shy. Maybe he didn't know you. Maybe he didn't take you seriously. Who knows? But the fact that, you know, he still wants to hang out with you is a sign that he's interested in you. Otherwise, he would not. Right. So give him, you know, sometimes it's a third time the charm. Uh, this is a third time and last time. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Either we go out and it's great or he brings his brother and I never speak to him again. Oh, if he, bring, if, he, if he brings his brother, I would not spend the evening with him. I would find any reason to f- say, you know, you have a headache and bye-bye. Yeah. You know, I would do That's the really headache. Yeah. yeah. I've used it a couple of times. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, Wendy, good luck to you with that. Hopefully the third time is the charm and everything goes well starting from there. Thank you. Thank you so much. You are welcome and have a good night. Let's all Simon. Do you think it's ever a good idea to bring a third person on a first date? Let's talk about that next. Do you think it's ever a good idea to bring a third person on a first date? Just like my last caller said, it was interesting. Wendy says, you know, I don't understand 
on two dates, the guy I'm supposed to have a date with brings his brother. And then she got really mad and he got mad and then she asked me what to do. I said, give him a third chance, see what happens. So first dates can be scary. So some people might say, you know, to make it more casual, less pressure, let's bring a friend. And that's okay too. Sometimes you can go on a first date, there's other people, group of people. It's less intimidating, you know, uh, coffee, four or five friends. And so it's like less pressure. Now, should you bring your brother or your sister to a first date? My answer would be usually no. And also, you've got to ask yourself, but really, what does it mean when somebody brings a third person on a first date? I have my opinion about that, and I'm going to share it with you next. Have you ever been on a date, and then the person showed up with a girlfriend or a male friend or any friend or even a family member? I have. I have. More than once, I've been going on dates, and then people bring their friends. And then, you know, then I wonder, you know, why would you bring a friend if you want to get to know me? Now, it's cool. It's not the end of the world to meet a group of people. I think it's cool. But it breaks the romance. So I like to be direct. I like to be, you know, knowing what's going to happen. And I really mean it. It's never, in my opinion, really good to start a first date with other people. It's not. Unless it's natural. You walk in a, in a bar, there's a group of people, you start talking, it's like, you know, hey. But when you say, let's get together, it's usually one-on-one. So my advice is best to keep dates one-on-one. Forget the third wheel. But if the person needs that the first time for reassurance so they're too shy, that's okay. Give them a chance. That's what I feel. You calls and you questions, they're next on the rendezvous. So stay with me. 855-905-8255. Any question? Naomi, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. What is going on tonight? I'm in a new relationship, and my boyfriend and I are really great, and I really I appreciate everything he does for me. He's really fantastic, but he has this cat, and I love the cat. Like, I'm more of a dog person, personally. I mean, I love the cat. Everything's great. Mm-hmm. Every single time I'm around... It seems like he just wants to play with the cat or love on the cat way more than me. So, and I, you know, it's interesting you say that because a lot of people who love their pets may relate that it's like a, a different kind of love. Uh, um, so do you feel jealous? Do you feel uh, abandoned? Do you feel disregarded? What, how, how would you describe the feelings you get when he does that? Honestly, all three. You kind of hit the nail on the head a little bit. Um, yeah, I feel a little, a little abandoned at times. I mean, we've only been dating for two weeks, but it all just kind of comes up at once, you know? Um, it's him walking out of the room to go attend to the cat, you know, whenever we start kissing or something. It's like, you have to pick and choose your battles. Who do you want to be with, me or your cat? That's kind of what it feels like. That's a good point, but you also have to pick up your own battle and decide if it's good for you to date somebody who's so close to his cat, right? This is very true. So let's let's answer that question. Do you think, in your intuition, that this man was so attached to the cat and to the point where you kind of felt a little bit abandoned and, like I said, disregard, why would you want to continue to date a man like this? Well, honestly, I saw the way he was with his cat, and I was like, wow, this man is very sensitive. He's very loving. Like, why wouldn't I want to be a part of that? But... Uh, over the last two weeks, you start to feel, you know, that's going too too far. 
This is true. Yes. So it just keeps building. And I feel like the cat is really just starting to come between us. Like so much to the point that whenever we are by ourselves in the bed, the cat jumps up, gets in between us. It, it never leaves us alone. So it's very difficult for the ooh-la-la. Very. Yes. Well, I mean, Naomi, you got to decide. If it's good enough for you, stay with him. If you want a guy who doesn't have a cat or a guy who's like more interested in his girlfriend than his cat, change the guy. Yes. You know? Very true. You're not a victim here. You take the choice. Really, it's all in your hands. Okay. All right. So reflect on that and make your decision according to what's best for you. Okay, thank you. I'm going to think on that. All right, Naomi, thank you so much for your call and good luck with that. Thank you so much. I'm going to go to my email now because somebody has a very important question about the engagement ring and I definitely want to help them. So her question is coming up next. If for any reason you can't call me, just remember you can always send me your question by an email at therendezvousshow.com. Miranda, what is going on with Antonia and her ring? Antonia says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Antonia. My fiancé proposed and made a big deal about how expensive my ring was. The thing is, my co-worker is a former gemologist, and when I showed it to her, she told me that not only is the ring not $10,000 like he said, but that it's actually a sapphire set in sterling silver worth about $25. Should I confront him? I don't care about the money. I just think it's weird that he lied. I'm, I'm shocked. I mean... Your fiancé proposed and makes a big deal about how much money he spent. Like, about, he says he spent 10 Gs and it ends up being just worth 25 bucks. Should you confront him about the truth? Let's talk about that next. I got to ask you this. How would you feel if your fiancé just proposed, made a huge deal about how expensive your ring was, and then you find out through a coworker that your ring, sadly, is not worth the 10 Gs he said it was, but only 25 bucks. What would you do? And that's the email I got from Antonia. Antonia, I would want to know why he lied. I would want to know why he made a big deal about something he knew he lied about. And finally, I would really question myself, do I want to call off the engagement and uh, take a break, get to know him better? Or do I just do a pass and just pretend it's not the end of the world because he didn't have the money, he was embarrassed because, you know, he didn't know what to do, didn't know how to say it, didn't have the money or whatever the reason is. But you're going to have to ask yourself, do I want, on one of the biggest decisions a man has to make on his life, propose, stay with a man who lied to me about this? I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm just going to tell you, ask yourself the question and then decide. Tough one, though. Very tough. Your calls and your questions are next on The Rendezvous. If you want to share with me something romantic that your partner does for you, call me now, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Tarine. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Tarine. Welcome to the rendezvous. So what is it that your boyfriend does for you every day that is so romantic? Well, I work from home and he commutes to work every day. And every single morning when he leaves for work, as soon as he's out the door, when he's on his way to the car, he texts me either just a heart emoji or he says he loves me or he says he appreciates me. But every single morning, as soon as he leaves for work, I get a text from him. And it just makes me feel very loved and very taken care of to know that 
you know, he's not just out the door and off to work and, okay, bye, I'll see you later, that he's still thinking of me even after he leaves. And, and he does it every single morning, and I absolutely love it. No, I love it too. I think it's so important to express and communicate how we feel even during daytime for all of us. Now, I need to ask you, so he does that for you. What's your texting to him during the day? We, it varies during the day. We always have that little exchange in the morning. So he'll text me. I'll immediately text him back in the morning, and that's our, our morning ritual. And then typically sometime in the middle of the day, if I see something that reminds me of him, um, like if I'm walking around the apartment and I, I see his bag by the door, then I'll just text him and I'll say, hey, thinking of you, I appreciate you. And that's, that's the thing we tell each other oh. a lot is we'll just say, hey, I appreciate you. He does a lot for me, and I try to do a lot for him in return. And it's it's just nice to say, "Hey, I I appreciate you." A hundred percent. No, I listen. I'm glad you told me that story. It's it reinforced <laughs> all the philosophy I believe in on how expressing our feelings and caring for each other. And there's no love without proof of love. And I think you guys love each other very much. So thank you so much, Tarin, for sharing that inspirational story. Of course. Thank you, Simon. Thank you, and have a good night, Tarin. Good night, Simon. Expressing how much you care for your partner, you know, in the five languages, it's called words of affirmation. And I want to talk about that because that's very important in any relationship. Stay with me. Question for you. If you're in a relationship, how important is it that every morning before you guys go to work, you express on your way out that you're thinking about each other? How important is that ritual? Whether it's, hey, have a great day, I love you, uh, whatever it is, funny or, or romantic or kind. This ritual, because it's in my book, it's the definition of one of the love languages called words of affirmation. You know, there's five of them, but the number one is words of affirmation, spoken words, so text and all that. And not do it just once in a while, do it as a ritual. It really helps relationships build up when you can rely Rain or shine on your partner thinking about you and you expressing that back to your partner. I have a personal story or I have learned this and it's very cute. So stay with me. That is next. Try to remember the first time you start to really express in your love language the words of affirmation. So having a ritual, text, phone calls, the time or um, sometimes people used to, to have uh, facts. You may not even remember what that is if you're young. But, you know, like, I'm thinking about you, have a great day, but on a daily basis. So I really didn't use that until in my 20s, I had this lovely French girlfriend, Annabelle, actually, that uh, in the morning would leave a note uh, on my door. It was a sticker, actually, like a post-it note. And she, on the way out of, of, of the house, would leave a sticker we say, je t'aime, Simon, bonne journée, mon chéri, je pense à toi, thinking about you and all this, every single day. And those stickers were very precious. And I've learned to start to do the same. I was inspired by it. And I really recommend, in the love language, to use words of affirmation. It makes all of us feel good. And love language is so important to our relationships. Now, if you have a question about that or something else, 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me, a doubt about your relationship, just call me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, chérie. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, chérie. How can I help you tonight? I have been helping uh, a man through his breakup. Mm -hmm. And 
during the course of this time, we've just been friends over the years, I've started to develop feelings for him. And I just don't know how to proceed or if it's too fresh or if I'm going to ruin the friendship or I just I just don't know what to do. But yet I'm falling for him. Okay. Before we discuss, you know, the how and when you should talk to him about this, I got to ask you this question. In your intuition, because women's intuition is never wrong, in your intuition, Sherry, do you think he likes you romantically too right now or you're not sure? Oh, it's hard to tell. I, I got some signs early on during our friendship, but since he's been in this terrible state of, you know, feeling dumped and low and not good about himself, I've been working towards helping his self-esteem and helping him, you know, realize how handsome he is. And, I mean, I think he's appreciative of my help, but I can't but tell if it's love. Well, I'm going to help you with this. Okay. And I want you to answer with your intuition, not with your brain. Okay. Do you feel this man romantically desire you? Hmm. I feel it sometimes. Not all the time. But I have felt moments where it felt like he was wanting to kiss me or, you know, wanting to be close to me. Yes. Good. When a man desires you, it's just, that's the sign. Okay. So now we feel good about this. So now we know it's okay. So... Why do you think he has not made any form of first move towards you? Because I think he's been feeling very bad about himself since he was dumped by this other woman. So here's what I I think you can do. You have to take a little bit of distance. So then he's going to call you and say, hey, where have you been, okay? Oh, okay. And so disappear a little bit. And then he's going to say, let's get together. He said, you know, I, I would like us to go on a date. And then right there... He will either say yes or no, but it will be on the phone, so you don't have to be staring face to face if he says no. <laughs> That's right? better. I like to, that better. And then if he says yes, you know, mazel tov, then it's, it's, it's a go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's so, good. I can do this. You're, yes. How, you're so smart. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Just a bit of common sense and listening to other people, so I'm, I'm learning myself. So anyway, so, you know, a little distance, disappear. Where have you been? You know, let's get together. I would like us to go on a date now. And then you'll know what's going on, okay? Okay. I'm going to do it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You're most welcome. Thank you for your call. A bonne chance. Now, to finish the show, I have one last nugget when it comes to relationship. One last advice. Stay with me. You're going to want to hear this one. Thank you so much for listening to me tonight. Merci beaucoup for listening to The Rendezvous. And, you know, we come excited late at night. And me and my team are always ready and looking forward to your calls, your love stories. How much I've been inspired by those love stories, I can't even tell you. I mean, I've learned a lot of different ways to love and, and have better dates. And I hope you feel the same. Let me finish this show with a little quote that I found on Instagram that I like a lot. It says, never make the one you love feel alone, especially when you're there. Because have you ever experienced that, that even though we are, you know, together, there's a feeling of loneliness, misunderstanding, and not being appreciated sometimes in a relationship. So I like that quote, never make the one you love feel alone, especially when you're there. Something to keep in mind. Thank you so much again for listening to The Rendezvous. If you miss me, check my podcast, La Confession, therendezvousshow.com. Thank you et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.